Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. The Detroit Lions have been an amazing story. Really since last year with how things started to this year with how things are going right now. They are one of the best teams in the NFC. And Joseph, they are thoroughly enjoyable to watch. They're coming off their bye week this week. It's Carlin versus Joe on ESPN Radio on Sirius XM Channel 80. They play the Los Angeles Chargers. And I, I heard this this morning. The idea that Jared Goff is playing among the best quarterbacks in the NFC right now. How do you look at Jared Goff when you're looking at the NFC and quarterbacks? I'm not asking you to rank them, but as much as you can think about that for a second, is it a really a ridiculous statement? Is what a ridiculous statement? That Jared Goff is playing. There are a lot of words there. I was waiting for yeah. the setup, and then you just stopped on me. Well, the, I mean, the setup was there if you just, you know. You, what was You're it? learning the ABCs of me and <laughs> my setups. Is it really ridiculous to suggest that Jared Goff is playing among the top quarterbacks, if not as the best quarterback in the NFC right now? Best, I would say... We have to give some pause to that because Goff has a history of a couple things that I want to see he can work himself through. One of them is bad weather. One of them is on the road. Two things that have kind of hurt him a little bit throughout his career, especially the cold weather. So I'm very interested to see that later in the season. But given what we've seen from the start of the season until now, he's absolutely up there. He's playing very smart, competent football. You go through exactly what he's done and what his career looks like. I mean, 68% completions this year, 12 touchdowns to five interceptions. His team's sitting six and two. A lot of people will point to that Lions loss. Everyone's taken a hit this year, right? Who Mm -hmm. hasn't taken a hit? The Eagles, the almighty Eagles lost to the Jets. So it's pro football, not college, right? We chalk those up and we see how they respond. I, You got to put them up there. You got to put them up there. When you have those conversations about, well, you know, which quarterback would you start a franchise? Would you build around? That might be different, but there's no reason to look at the Lions and say quarterback's a problem. We just had that conversation about Zach Wilson and the Jets. Quarterback's a problem. It's not a problem in Detroit. Well, now that you look at Kirk Cousins being gone in Minnesota, who is playing at an exceptionally high level this year, with 18 touchdowns and five picks. Is there anybody else in the NFC besides Jalen Hurts that you'd rather have? In other words, if Brock Purdy is right, are you putting Brock Purdy ahead of him right now? Would you rather have Brock Purdy or Jared Goff? No, I like Purdy, but I still wonder how much of that is Kyle Shanahan. That's the thing. Like if Goff went to San Francisco and had Shanahan in those weapons, could he do something comparable? If we put Purdy in Detroit, could he do something comparable? Maybe. Maybe they're 1A, 1B. Maybe they're two guys that, given the situations, they can give you similar production. But I'm not going to sit there. I saw Golf go to a Super Bowl with the Rams. People can say that was McVay and his surrounding talent. Fine. Then I saw him traded to Detroit, and we all made jokes about what a bad trade it was for Detroit. They ended up getting a pretty good quarterback out of it, and he's played pretty well in the system. If you've produced 
solid statistical outputs in two different locations and you've won games in two different locations, you deserve some respect. All right. Yes, I get he hasn't won a Super Bowl, but we're not talking about him in the same tier as Patrick Mahomes and Joe Burrow and Lamar Jackson. Right. We're talking about him in a different vein. We're talking about guys like Brock Purdy and how he stacks up against the rest of the NFC. I think he stacks up quite nicely. His career, he's achieved a lot more than I think people give him credit for. Well, his favorite target joins us right now. It's Carlin versus Joe on ESPN Radio. I'm on Ross St. Brown of the Lions joining us. To remind us that Old Spice Swagger and Deodorants body washes. Old Spice Swagger gives you confidence to perform 24-7, long-lasting freshness, and it's available at a store near you. I'm on Ra. It's Chris Carlin along with Joe Fortenbaugh. We appreciate the time. How you doing, man? I'm doing good. How are you? We're great. We were just talking about your quarterback, Jared Goff, and how he has played this year. Evaluate from the wide receiver perspective why Jared Goff has been so effective the last two seasons in Detroit. Yeah, I mean, he's playing – he's been playing great. He's, you know, he's confident. Um, he's poised. He's accurate, um, you know, super accurate, actually, as a matter of fact. Um, and he's – you know, he just commands his offensive great. Um, our offensive coordinator does a great job, Coach Ben Johnson, of, you know, getting us in, in the right – getting us in place to, uh, to, you know, putting us in the right position to make plays. Um, you know, having you know, a bunch of different playmakers on this offense, um, and Jared is, just does a great job of commanding it, um, getting the ball in, the, in, the, in, in our hands uh, when we need it. Um, you know, taking care of the football, uh, all that. I mean, he's been doing a great job, and you know, it's, it's, it's been shown on the field, and it leads to victories. This is your third year in the league. You're tied at the hip with head coach Dan Campbell. You guys were coming in at the same time in Detroit. Uh, Detroit, as you know, the history of the franchise was fall- had fallen on some tough times, but you guys are cooking now. Can you take us through what the last two and a half years have been like in terms of where you started when you were in Detroit and what that team is now and how much you guys have grown? Yeah, uh, when I first got here, you know, it was – we only won three games my rookie year. Um, it was tough, but, you know, me being so young, having first gotten in the league, um, I kind of, you know, I just wanted to – make an impact in any way that I could. I wanted to be on the field. I wanted to make plays. Um, you know, obviously, I'm not going to say winning wasn't in front of, of, of everything for me, but I was just so young. I was getting my feet wet. I didn't really know what to expect. Um, like I said, I just want to go out there. I wanted to go out there and make plays and help the team win. Um, but we only ended up winning three games my, my rookie year, and it was tough. But, you know, we felt like – I felt like um, we had, a you know, a bunch of great coaches on the staff. We had some players – that were really good, some core players. Um, and then going into last year, you know, we, we built on that. And we started off slow, but, we you know, we finished hot with, um, we like I said, some of them the same players that we had my rookie year. Obviously, we added players in that in that next draft, you know, the Aiden Hutchinson draft with, with Aiden and, and all his other, you know, uh, draftees that were in his class. And then some free agents that year. Um, you know, Ben Johnson's first year as offensive coordinator, we kind of – understood how you know how you wanted the offense to be ran and, and we bought in and then going into this year we made some more you know free agent pickups in the, in the offseason some more drafted guys that you know brad holmes and, and dan have done a great job of drafting um credit to them and you know when you when you build through the draft and you kind of have the same core players um throughout you know those the, those three years same coaches for the most part you kind of you're able to you know grow you're able to learn you're able to build that confidence and and once we started winning last year, kind of, we only had to finish games. We kind of 
understood what it meant to to finish games, how to finish games, how to not turn the ball over, how to play complimentary football, offense, defense, and special teams. And then, shoot, going into this year, man, we felt like we had a bunch of the same players that, that could do the same things, if not even better. Um, we added some guys, and, and we've done that so far. We've been playing pretty well. But for us, we just got to take it one week at a time. That's our biggest thing. We've got the Chargers this week. Uh, big game ahead of us. I'm excited to go back home. Um, but, yeah, it should be fun. I'm on Ross St. Brown of the Lions with us, the wide receiver. On behalf of Old Spice, it's Carlin versus Joe on ESPN Radio. Uh, we see Dan Campbell. You know, we've seen him on hard knocks. Feels like the kind of guy that anybody would want to go run through a wall for. What is he like day-to-day as a coach? Yeah, Dan's a, he's an awesome, awesome dude, awesome coach. Um, you know, he's everyone loves to ask, you know, what – about the kneecaps and his speeches and everything. <laughs> but for us, man, for me, it's it's normal seeing seeing him. You know, do what he does. You know, he he speaks to us quite quite a bit in front of the, in front of the team. But he does a great a great job of you know getting his message across. It, it might not be always in the in you know the most common way that most people do it. Um, he might you know you have different analogies, different stories that come with it. But at the end of the day, I think he has a hidden talent for to get you know his message across to other people and he's a he's a great leader i think that's what makes him so awesome is he's able to lead this team you know he's he's our head coach he's the guy that we look look to when we need answers and he's always and he always has answers for us um he played in this league he understands what it's like to you know to play in this league whether you're hurting you know after five tough weeks and some tough opponents um you know whether it's easing up on practice for one day just to get our bodies back, coming off a of bye week, what we need coming off that bye week, um, still practicing, understanding how important practice is. So he does a great job of managing everything, um, and he's I think he's you know he's part of the reason why why we're six and two right now. You know, two summers ago, the Detroit Lions were on Hard Knocks. There was a scene in one episode where you and your brother are working out with your father, John. And I mean, for a lot of people, it's like, yeah, they work out with their dad. But your dad is a two-time amateur Mr. Universe. Like, he's got a program for you guys. And I'm wondering, after that aired, combined with how well you've played, do you have guys around the league or on the team reaching out about getting on the John Brown workout program? Uh, you know, that's funny. Um, you know, some – yeah, I would say some Some of my teammates have said, you know, they want to, they want to work out with me. They want to see what it's like. I've actually taken, you know, some of my – some of my some of my teammates actually have gone and worked out with me in the off season. Uh, they really enjoyed it. They loved it. Uh, but I wouldn't say you know I got players hitting me up left and right wanting to work out with me. But you know the ones that are close to me that know me, um, they they always you know ask me you know to get a workout in with me. Uh, they want to see you know how I work, uh, things like that. But yeah, that, that's kind of it. I'm in Ross St. Brown with us with the Detroit Lions. Um, you know, just on a personal, so your mother is from Germany. Uh, you speak how many languages now? Uh, I speak three, um, English, French, and German. Okay, I would nice. say my French is kind of, I've forgotten a little bit of French just because I haven't spoken there in so long consistently. But, um, you know, if I go back to France uh, in two weeks, I'm, I'm back. I'm back to normal. All right. Well, <laughs> let me ask you a couple of questions then based on this. Number one, do the French get a bad rap in this country? <laughs> uh, you know, I don't think so. <laughs> Because we all look at them and we feel like they're looking down on us as Americans. Maybe I'm wrong about that. <laughs> nah, I don't think so. Okay. Number two, 
Jeff Darlington, you're familiar with Jeff Darlington, an ESPN NFL reporter? Yes. All right. So Jeff was over in Germany covering the game last week, and he was doing a stand-up, and, you know, as somebody's, uh, as he's in front of the camera, some German folks are coming over and starting to yell things at him uh, in German to have some fun with him. And, and Jeff was clearly rattled. He felt like German is a very aggressive language. Is that fair? Is German an aggressive language? And if not, could you please say in German, Jeff Darlington is a pretty boy? <laughs> yeah, uh, I would say German, it sounds tough. Um, it's, I, I will admit that. It, you know, it's not a, it's not a, a pleasing you know, language to hear. Like French, it sounds beautiful. It sounds you know, eloquent. It sounds um, smooth. And when you hear German, it's kind of like, you know, Russian. It sounds aggressive, even though sometimes, you know, they're not even being aggressive, they're speaking. Um, but I will admit that it is, it does sound more aggressive than some other languages. And Jeff Darnton is a pretty boy. Jeff Darnton is on Schönermann. Yes. All right. Beautiful. We will play that for him on Friday. That's all I wanted out of that. I appreciate that. But uh, honestly, he, he looked too rattled in the moment, and that was disappointing for all of us, to be sure. Now, what about you, though? These games that are be playing, that are being played in Germany, are you a little jealous of that, that you're not getting a chance to do that, given your family's heritage? Yeah, I, I would say, I mean, I'm a little jealous. Um, I wanted to play in Germany this year. We got the thing, we, not the Thanksgiving, we got the... Um, the week one kickoff versus the Chiefs in exchange for, I think, our, you know, our game in Germany. So, you know, I was happy with, with that because that opening opening day kickoff is something, you know, I wish, you know, every player can experience because there's a lot of hype around it. It's a lot of fun. It's the first game of the season. Everyone's tuned in. But, you know, I definitely am a little jealous of not being able to play in Germany this year. Hopefully, you know, next year or the, in the upcoming years, uh, the Lions will be able to play in Germany. But, um, you know, I watched some of the games. Uh, of the Chiefs and, and Dolphins last week. But, uh, yeah, I would say I'm definitely a little jealous. Aman Ra is with us reminding you to try Old Spice Swagger deodorants and body washes. Old Spice Swagger gives you confidence to perform 24-7, long-lasting freshness, and is available at a store near you. Aman Ra, great stuff. We appreciate the time, and especially thank you for recording that message for Jeff Darlington. <laughs> appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks, Aman Ra. Listen, he's having fun with it. I give him credit. But as I was trying to come up with something for him to say, do you think I chose the right phrase for Jeff or should it have been something else? I think we should have gone French. Darlington strikes me more of a, like, a, he just strikes me a little bit more French than he does German. Oh, it wouldn't just strike you to see him in an outdoor cafe in France in the middle of Paris with a, a cigarette beret. in one hand. Yeah, in a beret. Absolutely. Like there's, Absolutely. Is there anyone at ESPN more suited to wearing a beret than Jeff Darlington? No. No, there's not. Quick scan of my brain, don't see it. Don't see it. And I can't wait for him to hear that on Friday, that personal message from Amon Ross St. Brown. It's yeah. Carlin versus Joe on ESPN Radio. We will stay in Michigan and get to the bottom of why Jim Harbaugh may have been motivated to begin this alleged sign-stealing scheme. That's next on ESPN Radio. Jeff Darnton is on Shunaman. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio.
Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy, get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. We'll know sooner than later because Michigan Athletic Director Ward Manuel is on the college football playoff selection committee and he did not go. I don't understand trying to suspend Jim Harbaugh right now if we don't know that the entire investigation has been completed. If you're taking away an opportunity to play in the postseason for 18 to 23 year old guys who have an eligibility clock that started, they might only get one more shot yeah. to make a run at a national championship. I would find Jim Harbaugh to death, but I would not punish the players. I would not punish the team. It's going to be interesting because it feels like something is going to come down tomorrow from the Big Ten regarding Harbaugh, and it feels like he's getting suspended, and that cannot be appealed if it is based on the sportsmanship uh, rule that the Big Ten has. It's Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80, presented by Progressive Insurance. Insurance for motorcycles, boats, and RVs for protection on the road and on the water. See how much you can save at 1-800-PROGRESSIVE and at Progressive.com. Joe, the question also is begged that we have to find out what the motivation here was for Harbaugh in the sign-stealing scandal. And that's something in talking to people the last couple of days that really does befuddle a lot of people uh, around college football. And what I mean is it's pretty commonly known that Michigan has the best talent in the conference. They, I think they have better talent than Ohio State does. But this was still a necessity at this point for him to go and do this? Like, that feels 
just frankly unnecessary to me. Well, you're trying to gain an edge, right? I mean, we talked about Jerry Tarkanian's famous quote earlier, nine of 10 teams are cheating and the one who isn't is in last place. So for Harbaugh, he had been at Michigan since 2015. He comes in right away. They're 10 and three, followed by 10 and three, followed by eight and five, followed by 10 and three, followed by nine and four. Then you had the COVID year. They stumbled. They're two and four that year, two and four. They -hmm. were not very good at all. People were starting to talk about whether or not he had lost his fastball, whether or not he couldn't win at Michigan. Finally, the first place that he was going to struggle at. And then he comes off that season and they go 12 and two and they make the playoff. I have no idea when any of this started, but I'll tell you one thing. When they finally broke through in 2021 and it looked like they were turning a corner, they very quickly got punched in the mouth and got as rude of a wake up call as you could possibly get in the form of a semifinal beatdown that they suffered at the hands of Georgia. Georgia won that game 34-11. They jumped out 14-0 in the first quarter. They led 27-3 at the half. They showed Michigan that if the Wolverines thought they had turned the corner, they were still a long way away from competing with the absolute best in the business in college football. Now, this sign-stealing scandal is alleged to have taken place and studied several opponents within the Big Ten, the conference, but we've also heard that it has studied opponents outside of the conference, namely ones who are contending for national championships. So wouldn't surprise me at all if that Georgia game woke them up a little bit as to how far away they truly were in the grand scheme of winning a national championship. Well, listen to Paul Feinbaum here. Here he is this morning on Get Up. He's going to join us one hour from now, uh, chiming in, uh, of course, from the Paul Feinbaum show on what Harbaugh's motivation possibly could have been here. It does go on, but let's go back a couple of years when this began and study the intent, assuming these allegations are true in relation to Jim Harbaugh. He was about to get fired at the University of Michigan. His program had capsized. The school was on the bubble during the COVID year, Greeny, as you well remember, he came this close. And what has happened since then? He's been to the playoffs twice and he has a top three team right now. So I think that's to explain why so many people are so outraged because it, when, he, when, he, we, when we didn't know he was doing this, and apparently he wasn't doing this, he was losing at Michigan. He was getting run by Ohio State every year. Suddenly, things have changed. Why? It's Listen, it's wow. a fair question. And to your point, to Paul's point, it may all be circumstantial, but it's a fair question to ask at this point when, listen, he's right. Harbaugh was really on the brink there. They were not giving him an extension at the time, and you couldn't get over the hump. So when you finally do get over the hump, the talent is obviously very, very good, but they didn't have bums before that either by any stretch. No, he's always been a solid recruiter. Paul makes an excellent point, though. I forgot it was that bad. I was looking back through the records. We, I mean... He started at San Diego, University of San Diego, had success there, had success Mm -hmm. at Stanford, went to a Super Bowl with the Niners. Michigan was supposed to be not only the next step in that evolution, but also where he restored glory to that program while also finally claiming a championship of his own, something he had come up short with at Stanford and San Francisco. No big deal there. He had done an excellent job. He just wasn't able to claim the sport's ultimate prize. But you think about his personality, does he strike you as a laid-back guy? 
No. Like, there's nothing laid back about Harbaugh. Harbaugh feels like a guy who competes at everything. He feels like he competes at breakfast, right? Mm -hmm. Like, can he do breakfast better than everybody else? Can he get in his car more efficiently, faster, harder than everybody else? He strikes me as that kind of guy. And when you're on the ropes like that, what do they say about desperate times? Maybe they call for desperate measures. Maybe it started as something and then it got, got away from them. Like, a lot of times when people cheat, it starts as one thing. You know, maybe they're just going to violate it one time. Maybe they're just going to try this one little thing, and then it takes on a life of its own, and maybe we're seeing the culmination of that. Well, to put it in average people terms like us, if you had Harbaugh and his wife over for a game night with some friends, is anybody in that room shocked if Jim Harbaugh somehow cheated at game night? <laughs> I mean, immediately you're pointing the finger, are you not? Mentally, well, like, you are because you can't, like, you know, couples, uh, we all have to get along and all that. Meanwhile, you know, he'd turn your head for a second. He's looking under at the Trivial Pursuit card to get the answers. He's moving the battleships around the board. Miss. Yeah. Sorry, A19, miss. Mm -hmm. What about B19, miss? Uh, Jim, <laughs> exactly. I'm sorry. I've, I've called out every possible strategic location on the board. I, it can't be all misses with five ships. Are you, I don't are you, tell playing, you. Are you playing Battleship on game nights? <laughs> <laughs> This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, doesn't want to start their day with a fresh hot waffle tonight la quinta tomorrow you shine book direct at lq.com now let's talk about the play of the week the pressure to follow up hypnotic and cognac weighing heavy on the team hypnotic was in the cup blue and ready for the play and boom añejo tequila came in with a smooth assist to hypnotic's tropical fruit finish shaken strained poured it was green and good Splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the hypnotic team. Every season is hypnotic and tequila season. Hypnotic liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Slide on your speedo. Chris Carlin in the his house. Put on those floaties and grab a margarita. It's a Carlin versus Joe Pool Party. Oh, you're damn right it is. I love the pool party. Carlin versus Joe presented by Progressive Insurance on ESPN Radio on Sirius XM Channel 80. Hey, don't forget, you miss any of the show, you need to be subscribed to the Carlin versus Joe podcast available wherever you get your podcast that's that way you do not miss any of it because it is available to you at any time it's it's such a nice modern convenience you need to take advantage of that joseph you host the pool party what have we got today all right my friend let's begin in the afc the first pool that you have to choose from features the following participants with the following question which AFC team needs to prove it more in the second half of the season? The Miami Dolphins or the Jacksonville Jaguars? Ooh. Ooh. 
The Miami Dolphins need to prove it more, Joe. The Miami Dolphins absolutely need to prove it more. At the very least, they've seen the Jaguars, you know, win a playoff game as they're presently constituted when they came from behind last year against the Chargers. I feel like they have a head coach who has already won a Super Bowl. They've got, you know, a, a quarterback who's capable of doing a lot of things. And while they do have stuff to prove, don't get me wrong, they don't have as much to prove as the Miami Dolphins do. The Dolphins have not proved Jack Squadouche so far. When they can't beat good teams, it's a narrative, but it's a narrative because it's fact. See, I see it differently. The Dolphins have proven everything they need to prove to us. They've shown us they're good. They're not great. We don't need any more evidence as to who Miami is. They have played a bunch of nobodies that they've beaten up on. They've played three good teams, and they've lost those three games. They're a year away. Nothing wrong with that. No disrespect to Miami. It's not meant to be offensive or insulting. You've proven everything we need to know about you so far this season. You're good. You're not great. Jacksonville, on the other hand, I think we're still asking some questions about how good they could really be. We know they're good. We don't know if they have the possibility of being great. They're riding a five-game winning streak right now. They're coming off the bye. In the next few weeks, they're going to host San Francisco this week. December 4th, they're going to host Cincinnati. December 17th, they're going to host Baltimore. There's a lot coming up for Jacksonville to show you how great they are. And the reason I say they need to prove it more in the second half, we just had Andrew Hawkins on an hour ago, and we asked him which of the following two teams had a better chance of jumping up to the top tier between Miami and Jacksonville. He said Miami. He didn't even think about Jacksonville. He went right to Miami. We've seen everything we need to see about Miami. I don't think Jacksonville's getting enough respect right now, and that's why they've got to prove it. they got to start shutting some people up. they got to start garnering some attention. Hmm. Pool party number two, let's go to the NFC. The NFC team that needs to prove it more in the second half of the season. The Dallas Cowboys or the Detroit Lions? Well, the Lions. The Lions certainly need to prove it more. We're holding them in very high regard right now, and justifiably so, based on how they've played so far. To your point, the Cowboys, we already know what they are. They're going to play well in the second half. They're going to get to a certain point, and then they're going to go and lose in the playoffs. So, like what's left to prove you've already proven who you are you've showed us yourself many many times and we're going to choose to believe you when you show us who you are uh in this case we don't know yet who the detroit lions are what's that toughness level when it comes down the stretch and how much urgency are they going to play with in the second half of the year i absolutely think the lions have more to prove here i'd completely agree not a whole lot to add there because we know who dallas is we've seen it for years from the franchise we've seen it for years from Dak Prescott, and we've seen it from Mike McCarthy. I think this is a team that's headed for a playoff spot, an exit in the divisional round at best. McCarthy is relieved of his duties at the end of the season, and then they have to figure out financially what they want to do about Dak Prescott. But we know where their story ends. We're not sure where okay. Detroit's story ends yet. Not okay. sure. So what you're saying is that response was perfect. We have nothing to add. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm, what, here's what I'm saying. My answer in number one was so good that you completely ripped it off for number two, so I essentially agreed with you agreeing with me. Make uh, sense? Uh, it makes sense. Kind of what happened accurate. there. Kind of what happened there. I, I kind of think I see where it makes sense in your mind, <laughs> but I would call the the basic thesis of your statement inaccurate. <laughs> Pool party number three. Which of the following favorites for MVP would you be more inclined to bet on? 
These three are in a very tight race right now. Patrick Mahomes is your favorite at plus 325, but Jalen Hurts and Lamar Jackson are right behind him at plus 375. Who gets Carlin's money? Uh, I would probably go with, uh, if I had to pick out of that group, I would go with Lamar Jackson. Interesting. And the reason being is people are still going to look at the Ravens and say, well, that's a complete Lamar Jackson show. Whereas they'll look at Philadelphia and they'll say, well, they've got other big time weapons at other places. The Ravens have weapons, but not at the level of what the Eagles have with A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith and even Dallas Goddard when healthy. Um, Mark Andrews is excellent tight end. He's better than Goddard, but I can't put the other two receivers, the OBJs, the Zay Flowers, uh, at that level quite yet. So I personally think that Lamar would get my vote if the Ravens are positioning themselves to be a top two seed in the AFC. Strong answer. I would rule Mahomes out of this conversation because statistically his numbers are down and it's going to be tough to win the award when you've already won it multiple times and you're having what would be viewed by many as an inferior season to those seasons. Number two, the Kansas City defense has done an excellent job this year. They're starting to become the story which hurts an MVP cause. So that leads me to the Hurts and Jackson. If it goes Jackson, I can understand, but I still remember the first game of the season where he played very poorly. I still remember the Colts game that they lost where he played poorly. And I remember the Steelers game that they lost where he was downright dreadful. He's been good as of late, but he is capable of some real clunkers. Hurts, on the other hand, is playing hurt, has the best record in the NFL, and his defense has fallen off a cliff, meaning the Eagles are winning mostly because of what they do on offense. So I lean a little bit to Hurts, but if anyone called up and said, I'm agreeing with Carlin over you, Joe, I like his argument more for Lamar Jackson, I wouldn't fight it because I think that's a very good argument right there. Okay, so once again, <laughs> in that really case, did yeah. not need any response. Brilliance. Yes. Brilliance Absolutely. on your behalf. Yes. <laughs> Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. Don't forget on your smart speaker as well. Follow us on the social platforms, as they say. That Guy Carlin on Instagram and, of course, Jay Fortenbaugh over on Instagram as well. Follow there. You won't regret it. Hey, Wemby Watch heads to the garden. And one NBA player continues to poke the bear or the brawn. That's next on ESPN Radio. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. 
Better because it has to be. There's a new superstar in the NBA. Wimby, the deep catch, the turn, and the flush. And all season, Carlin versus Joe have their eyes on Victor Wimbenyama. That was so, so special. This is Wimby Watch. It's Victor Wimbenyama Day. Yes, it is. And that means, Joseph, the floor is yours. Little pizza money action as we're running ice cold. More on that in a bit. But we're going to get a Wemby prop out here. Now, those who have listened to us understand we love to bet Wemby over turnovers. Problem is the kid doesn't turn the ball over anymore. It was fun while it lasted, but each of the last three games, he's had two or fewer turnovers. So the prop has been bet back down to two and a half. I'm not messing with that. We're going to go under 19 and a half points tonight for Victor Wembenyama under 19 and a half points now he's averaging 19.4 per game on the season he's gone over this total in three of his seven games but look at the three games where he went over houston phoenix and toronto not exactly three elite defenses tonight you're facing the new york knicks who are number two in the nba in defensive efficiency they also rank 24th in pace so they're not exactly flying up and down the court that means fewer possessions Fewer possessions means fewer shots. Fewer shots means fewer points. So we'll go Victor Wembenyama under 19 and a half points. And then we're also going to play the Nuggets minus three and a half over the Warriors. Situational play here. Nuggets are at home. They're rested. This is the Warriors fourth game of a four game road trip. No Draymond Green tonight. No Gary Payton the second tonight. We'll play Jokic in the Nuggets minus three and a half over Golden State. Both games, coincidentally, on ESPN tonight. Spurs, Knicks, 7.30 p.m. Golden State, Denver, 10 p.m. Eastern time. Company man. ESPN. Company man. That's what you do. It's the definition of a superstar. Great players are great in their own right. Superstars make the people around them great as well. And that's what LeBron does. Goes ahead to Caruso. Lays it up off the window. Alley-oop two-hand dunk by the King. That big sigh, that big heavy sigh, I don't know if you could hear it or not over the music. It's just when I see or read or hear the name Dylan Brooks. <laughs> he has just become that guy for me, Joe, in the NBA. I mean, it'd be one thing if he backed it up. Like, I like the yeah. guys who talk and then also back it up. They become outstanding characters. Like, T.O. had a lot to say throughout his career and then also would go out and make huge plays on the field, right? Coming mm -hmm. back from the injury to play in the Super Bowl, double-digit receptions in that game against the Patriots. The guys who talk and back it up in boxing and UFC, whatever it may be, those are great characters. The guys who do all the talk and then just go get cooked on a regular basis, that's just kind of annoying. And that's what Dylan Brooks has become to an extent. Like, did you see him talking trash to Steph earlier this season? And yep. then Steph came out and just put him through the blender in that one <laughs> sequence. Like, you can't talk and then have that happen and then talk again. You got to stop talking at some point or you got to start producing. It's got to be one or the other. Well, guess what? He hasn't stopped talking yet. And Ain't this that is, the truth. This is Dylan Brooks. Now, the Rockets, of course, got $20 million a year after what happened last year. Uh, here he is. Uh, having some comments regarding facing LeBron tonight. Ready to lock him up. Um, been shooting the ball well, even playing well, so I'm just there to uh, make him tired, uh, make him get into that you know fourth quarter early. Ready to lock him up. That's courtesy of at Binkley Hoops over on Twitter. Um, 
yeah, I listen, when it comes to Dylan Brooks, my patience level is quite limited. But I am interested in what LeBron would have to say about Dylan Brooks in return. So coincidentally, Joseph, just a little while ago, he offered these comments on Dylan Brooks and the contract he got this offseason. You know, every player that is awarded with a contract is um, awarded for a reason, and um, they're worthy of the contract that they get. So I think in his case, uh, he was worthy in the contract that he got. He's put in the work since he came out of Oregon, and um, you know, and that's what uh, Houston found value in him, and, and he's here. So, no, I don't think it has nothing to do with that. When you play him in a regular season game, coming off the playoff series, what level of, of uh, does your mind go back to thinking about the, the previous? Um, no, not too, not too much. Um, I think just the competition alone. It's always great to go out and compete. Um, so, um, you know, he's one of those guys who love to compete, um, along with a lot of other guys in our league. Um, but I don't. I don't really dwell in the past too much. I think you know me over the years. I kind of leave that in the past and, and find a way that you know, how can we get our first role win? That's, the, that's, what I'm, that's what my mindset is for sure. Yeah, I'm sure that in no way he is going to go out of his way to try to cook Dylan Brooks early in this game tonight. See, that's the thing. We all should have learned this if we didn't know it already when we watched The Last Dance, the Michael Jordan documentary, the motivation that he would manufacture at every turn. Talk, he would tell a story about how a guy said something to him and then you'd interview the guy and the guy would be like, I never said that. I never said anything. I don't know why he went off on me like that. But that's what Jordan did to get himself up. LeBron James has appeared in 1,428 regular season NBA games. 1,428. Of those, tonight will be 1,429. It's a road game against the Houston Rockets. It's November 8th. Now, given any other circumstance, how much do you think he's getting up for a game like this? It's not game six of the Western Conference Finals. It's not Christmas Day against Steph and the Warriors. It's November 8th, 1,429 games into your regular season career against the Houston Rockets. But Dylan Brooks is out there, and he's out there running his mouth. And that might be all the motivation you need for the best player on the other side to raise his game just enough to be able to take you out tonight. What's interesting to me about Dylan Brooks, and again, we're, we're talking about six games so far, right? The numbers are up a little bit. The shots are down, basically because of who he's playing with. Uh, but overall, he's playing a little bit better. You know, he's, he's up at 16 and five a game right now. And that's not too shabby for a guy that I think a lot of us think the first thing we think about with Dylan Brooks is his defense and agitating people, but he's actually doing some pretty good things offensively that can help the Houston Rockets. Not, I, the Houston Rockets are not a, a very good team yet. They're, they're just not. They'll be better. Uh, I like Jalen Green a lot. The Van Vliet signing was very good, but I, I don't expect the Rockets to be a team that we are talking about late in the season when they've gotten out to, you know, they'll be a play-in team in my mind. That's about it. Ah, I mean, considering where they were, that would be nice. It'd yeah. be real nice it's progress. If, if they were able to figure out how to be a play-in team one year later. Like, that would be remarkable. I think Brooks has a great opportunity here. He comes from a team in Memphis where he was like, what option? Like, that team is filled with defensive player of the years, guys like John Morant. There's a lot of talent in Memphis. There were high expectations. In Houston, it's different. He can kind of be the veteran, right? Yeah. He can be the elder statesman who takes on more of a leadership role. He doesn't need to go 25 and 10 every night. He can just lead by example. He can bring the veteran presence. So but, maybe but that's the sort of thing that'll be, be good that for him. 
Do you What's want that? Dylan Brooks to be that guy? I would like, you know what would be great? To see him realize that that's an opportunity for him and then for him to step into that role and succeed in that role. To figure out, you know what? The past is the past. I'm going to evolve as a person and as a player. And to see that would be incredibly inspirational to show that there are second acts, that there are ways to rehab images and to go out there and find a new level to your game. Because there's a lot of talent there. But sometimes I think he gets caught up in just too much talking and too much of the nonsense. But I think the problem there is, Joe, that it's so perceived that the biggest part of his game is the edge that he plays with. Yeah. Right? And if you're going to mature and do all that kind of stuff, are you then taking away some of the advantage of your game. I, you know, I don't know if that truly helps him in the long term. He is a fascinating character, and I still, still can't believe he got the money he did. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio.